This is Retirement Roadmap Radio with Mark Fricks of Master Plan Retirement Consultants. Listen in as we address your retirement concerns and provide insight to help put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, Retirement Roadmap Radio. Hey folks, welcome back to Retirement Roadmap. My name is Evan with Master Plan Retirement Consultants and with me as always, financial advisor, Mark Fricks. Today, we're gonna to be discussing taking income from the stock market. Is it possible? Is it advisable? Today, we'll be discussing the ins and outs of relying on the stock market for income and why the old ways of retirement planning just no longer work. Mark, how are you today? <laughs> I'm real good, how are you? I'm well, I'm well. <laughs> Glad to be here. Yes, sir. So can you talk to us a little bit about the, uh, the old ways of retirement planning and income from the stock market? Okay, yeah, sure. So first of all, you have to look back even further than that because the uh, the middle American mostly did not even participate in the stock market. Sure. Because until the 401k came out and the IRA came out, which was late 70s, early 80s, people really didn't have an avenue to the stock market. Uh, you know, all of a sudden they had this opportunity to put money into this account and they have all these mutual funds. And I remember the first 401k I signed up for was not 1983. I was not in this business yet. And they tried to explain what it was and I didn't understand. They said, well, just pick a couple of funds. And I said, well, which ones do I pick? And she said, well, pick the ones that did best last year. <laughs> which, you know, it's like driving using a rearview mirror, right? But but that's all I knew to do, so I did right. that, right? And I still never really understood what it was about, and and you know, what's that money for, and what's the tax implications? I didn't know what to even ask. Uh, so I guess my point is this: my granddad, uh, he worked for a mill. I mean, he worked for like a, a cloth mill, and for like thirty-five years or whatever. And so he never participated. There was not even. I think he passed away when he, in the mid to late seventies. So he didn't even know what an IRA was. Mm -hmm. He probably didn't know what a stock was, to be honest with you, just a plain, simple man. Um, so it wasn't even an issue then. And he had what? A pension, right? right? A nice pension together with Social Security. The house was paid for, CDs paid 6%, and he lived about five years in retirement. Mm -hmm. So just, uh, you know, just a different time, okay? So now we've had the advent of the 401k and the 403b and all these accounts that give a very simple entrance into the market. And nowadays, I mean, they're, they're, it's as simple as, as rounding up a debit card and they'll put three $3 into an account automatically for you that's invested. And so you kind of build up that. And I mean, that's how simple it's gotten, right? So we've Come, we've become dependent on the stock market for growth and, and all of that. But also, as it in the 80s and 90s, uh, because there were some very good times, people began trying to figure out how can they take income from the stock market. And then even going back before that, people that had much more money that did participate in the stock market used it for income as well. So the old ways was basically, okay, I've got this much money you know, in the stock market. The stock market averages 8% over, you know, over the last 80 years. So we'll just take a little bit of money out of your month and, and all that kind of good stuff. And, and it typically worked. In fact, there's a, a rule, you probably have heard of it, uh, called the 4% rule. And I bet you don't know where it came from though. So what the rule says is you can take out 4% a year from a stock market account and you have like a 97% chance of not running out of money. Not 100, but 97%. So that, that worked pretty well. Okay. And then um, the last 22 years happened. Okay. And so um, the last 22 years, the market has become much more vol volatile and it's averaging 2% less. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so they've redone the rule. 
now it's 2.8% can come out of the market, okay? Again, not guaranteed, but 2.8. So you have just cut the efficiency of your money instead of having 700,000 needed for 30,000 a year, now you gotta have over a million, almost 1.1 million for the same amount of income. So your money has become less efficient. So we've moved away from the stock market more for income. We use it primarily for growth. Even in retirement, we still need some growth. Let me read you a couple of uh, figures here. So uh, I call this my father's stock market. It was from 1980 through 99. The average return over those 20 years, 17.75%. Pretty sweet, okay? The worst loss in one year, a negative 9.73, okay? Now, if you're driving or whatever, just try to remember those numbers. So an average of almost 18, worst loss was 10, okay? The last 20 years... Okay, the market has averaged 6.06, a third of what it was averaging. Okay, and the worst year was 38.5% loss. Okay, so staggering difference in numbers um, between those 20 years and the last 20 years. And it's actually not gotten any better. This was actually from the year 2000. Now you throw in the COVID bear market and the bear market we're currently in in 2022, 2023. And it may even skew those even a little bit more. And so if you're averaging 6% and you're taking out 4%, that's, that's problem number one. Locking in losses. Exactly, because the, the year you might need 1000 a month and the market's in a bear market losing 22%, you'll never recover from that unless you go back to work. I mean, if that's what you want to do. So we, we have, we've quit using the stock market for the majority of our income. Now, somebody's going to come back to me and say, well, Mark, I use dividends. Okay, so I don't know if the audience knows what a dividend is, but a dividend is basically a sharing of a company's profits with the shareholders. Mm -hmm. Okay, so they say for every share you own, we're going to give you a dollar or whatever it may be. Well, companies aren't always profitable, first of all. Profits vary in bad times. Mm -hmm. And I was reading an article not too long ago, and I could not find it again. But as I recall, it's like uh, dividends are cut by 70% during recessions and bear markets. So do you want a 70% cut in your income? So dividends are not a guarantee. Now, it's, it's a great way maybe to supplement your income. But, you know, Evan, when I'm retired, I'll, I want to make sure I have a paycheck every, every month. Well, and you want to know as best you can the exact amount that you're going to have to rely on monthly as well. Yeah, because my, my mortgage doesn't go down, right? If the if, if market has a bad month and I'm only taking out dividends, and instead of it being a 5% dividend, it's a 2% dividend in my portfolio, where do I come up with the extra money? Do I dig into the market? Well, I'm selling low if I'm digging into, the bad, into a bad market. Right. So it's a vicious circle. Uh, so it's just it's just not what we're doing now with modern retirement planning modern income planning especially, is we want more stable sources because of the volatility. And you know, a lot of people ask me, why is the market more volatile? Is this a short-lived thing? Is this gonna continue? I think it's gonna continue and maybe get worse for three reasons. Number one is um, the um, computer trading. Over 70% of all trades are done by computer without human, uh, human interaction, okay? So if all these computers get the signal to sell Coke, they're all gonna sell Coke at the same time. What does that do? It drives the price in a different direction much more, quick, uh, much more quickly and much more higher or lower than it normally would have done, okay? So you've got that going on. Reason one, reason two is worldwide economy. Uh, we, 
what happens in Ukraine affects us. What happens in Poland affects us. Um, and then the third reason, I believe, is social media. And I, we talked about this in a show not too long ago about how social media can influence what people are thinking about companies. Also, boycotting. We saw what recently happened to Budweiser, and now it's happening with Target because uh, certain groups of people didn't like what was happening, and therefore they're boycotting. And I can't remember the last number, $1.5 billion in equity, I think, Budweiser's down, something like that. So that has all caused a lot more volatility, which has added to the problem of taking money from the stock market. And folks, we're going to take just a moment to remind you to visit our website, masterplanretire.com. There you can find multiple retirement resources, links to the podcast, as well as the YouTube channel. Uh, most importantly, there's a button that says schedule now. If you'd like to schedule your complimentary consultation with an advisor, with Mark Fricks himself, feel free to check that out. That will take you directly to his calendar. Find a time that works best for you. Uh, that can be in person in our office. That can be online via Zoom. Uh, that could be a phone call. Um, but feel free to take us uh, up on that, um, that complimentary consultation. Feel free to give us a call at the office as well. That's 770-980-9262. Now, Mark, um, if I do recall, I believe you have a little math lesson for our listeners <laughs> and viewers today. Now, Don't um, turn us off. Yeah, don't turn it off yet. We've got some numbers to show you. We'll put them up on the screen if you are uh, watching us today. But if you're just listening, uh, we'll try to talk you through what is uh, sure. what's actually happening. Sure. Yeah, there's, so there's a math equation. Uh, actually, it's, a, it's a, a principle that I learned in middle school. Uh, they probably teach it in kindergarten now. I don't know, but it's called the communicative property of mathematics. It's not that easy to say. That's a communicable <laughs> disease, I believe. So what this property says is it says whatever order you multiply in, you get the same sum. So 1 times 2 times 3 will give you the same sum as 3 times 2 times 1. Okay? Try it out if you want. Test me. It's true. Okay? So I've tried it several times. So why am I telling you this? Because uh, basically, uh, and, and uh, if you're watching on YouTube or, or one of our other channels, you'll see a graph here. But if you take a certain amount of money, I took $250,000, and I used actual stock market returns for 30 years, I ended up with $2.5 million. Okay, then I came in on the on the, on the other column. I said same two fifty, same thirty years, but I'm going to flip the returns. I'm going to change the order of the returns. Would I get a different number? If you were listening thirty seconds ago, you would say no. It doesn't matter what order you multiply in. Okay, so why why are you telling us this? this what's this got to do with anything? Okay, so hang with me here. Now, if I do the same thing, but I add something else to the formula. I add withdrawals. I need money coming in, so I'm going to start taking money out of this growth account over a 30-year period. Okay, so going from, I think, it, I don't even know the years here, is from the 90s into the 20s-somethings, whatever, it doesn't really matter, but the money, actually, I had a little bit of money left over. Even though I was taking out $20,000 a year, I had 250000 $250, taking out twenty a year, but it just so happened the first 10 years, I only had like one or two negative years. And so I really built up some money and it allowed it to last a lifetime. I go over to the other side, same scenario, okay, 250000 taking out 20000 a year, um, but reversing the returns, I ran out of money in 10 years. And so we call this the, the risk of sequence of returns. The risk comes where the returns fall. So just imagine this for a minute. Let's say you retired in 2007 taking out 
whatever it is, $20,000 a year out of your stock market account. Well, what happened in 2008, 2009? We lost 56%. So you just depleted half your account, plus you were already taking money out, and you're taking money out during the depletion. You're out of money in six or seven years, okay? So if I could tell you where the next bear market was coming, we might could avoid this. I don't have that capability, okay? I've got this little magic eight ball that I can ask questions. It's never right, okay? Um, so that's something we have to find a way to fight. How do we fight the fact that the market is volatile, it's getting more volatile, but we need a steady paycheck? And we know that depending on how the market does and where it does it, it could accelerate our losses and accelerate us running out of money. So you mentioned pensions and 401ks earlier. Um, one key component or difference between the two is that the pension placed all risk and responsibility on the employer. Correct. When they moved over to 401ks, all of the responsibility was then taken off of the employer and put mm -hmm. onto the employee. They're not dumb. They're not dumb. <laughs> um, and also, you know, there are some pensions left. Uh, we have a lot of federal workers, but uh, by and large, they are disappearing. Mm -hmm. We've spoken why we shouldn't rely on the stock market for income primarily. Um, 401ks being the responsibility of the employee. Okay, so if that responsibility is on the individual retiree, what are they supposed to do? How does one create income in retirement from their assets? So this is what's really changed about retirement and income planning over the last 10 to 15 years, and especially over the last seven or eight, because uh, the tools have become so much better. Um, what we do, Evan, is, as you know, is we create what we call a personal pension plan. So we take some of that 401k and we put it in a separate type of tool. So instead of it being a volatile tool, it's a protected tool. So rule number one is it can't lose money. It can only gain money. And it gains money with the stock market. It's not in the stock market. Okay, the insurance company says, okay, the market made 12, we'll give you 10. Market made six, we'll give you four. Market made a negative 12, we'll give you a zero. Okay, mm -hmm. can't lose money. So now we've stabilized it. Okay, and then we turn around and add a rider to it, and usually it's a zero cost rider. And this tool is a zero cost tool, by the way. And that rider basically says, okay, uh, we're going to grow the money alongside your cash. We're going to call it an income rider. And when we turn it on, not only is it going to be a bigger number, but it's guaranteed for life, just like a Social Security and like a pension. But you know what the biggest problem is with Social Security and pension? Is if you pass away, whatever's left in it, you don't get. Okay? Social Security doesn't send you all the rest of the money you paid in to your heirs if you pass away. A lot of annuities work that way. But this personal pension plan is actually an annuity that has a death benefit. So if I pass away after five years of payments and there's still $500,000 left in that, guess what? It goes to my kids. It goes to my grandkids. It goes to wherever I want it to go. We have solved the problem of pensions and annuities because the big slam against annuities for a long time was, well, my mom had one. Five years later, she passed away, and they kept all of her money. Well, it wasn't the right kind of an annuity, okay? So there's about 90% of them out there that I wouldn't touch. The 5% the or so that we use have that death benefit and have that guaranteed growth, have the guaranteed of not ever losing any money, and having the guaranteed of being able to go close to market rates. And so it is the perfect tool. Now, 10 years from now, it could be something different. But right now, it is the perfect tool uh, to, to have that same guaranteed paycheck. In fact, we got a couple of companies 
that that check every year um, will typically increase. So it can keep up with inflation, right? Now, you know, most pensions no longer have an inflation factor. If you're getting $1,000 a month, that's $1,000 a month for the next 30 years. These actually have an inflation factor built in so that uh, every year or every other year it goes up by a certain percentage. And so uh, I don't know if you all have experienced inflation over the last year or two. If you've been to a grocery store or anywhere, you've seen it, right? And so in retirement, Social Security doesn't keep up with inflation. Most pensions don't keep up with inflation. These do which is why we also have the growth buckets as well. Remember when I said we took some of the 401k and and created this private pension plan? I still want something over in the IRA or 401k being managed, professionally managed, so that we don't experience the deeper parts of the bear market. Better growth on the top end. We still need that backup money for inflation, higher taxes, um, just those things we want to do. I mean, I kind of want to enjoy retirement, right? I want to take a cruise. I want to uh, go to the Bahamas. I might want to buy a lake house. So I still need that growth, but I've got to have the, that guaranteed income first. If my income's not taken care of, the growth doesn't matter nearly as much. And go back to one of our uh, previous episodes titled The Color of Money, and it, it really breaks apart um, the differences between these annuity accounts that we'll use for income and then the market accounts for growth uh, to beat inflation, uh, that kind of stuff. And, and of course, that's a little bit different on how that's split up between impl- or client, each client, you know, is a little bit different for right. sure. Um, but uh, one thing I also wanted to ask about. Um, the market being so volatile, as volatile as we've been discussing today, um, is it worth putting funds in when you're more conservative as an investor in, in your retirement age and you've got possibly 30 plus years to make your money stretch? Now, we do need that growth, but as volatile as it is, how do you combat that um, and, and can you? Well, remember, there's two kinds of volatility. There's good and bad. Okay, so volatility up is good, right? Volatility is down is bad. So if it's an account that we're not taking income from, but simply looking at future needs, wants, and desires, we know over time the market makes money. Okay, so it, it may have lost 22% last year, uh, but this year it's already up six or seven. And we think by the time the bear market wears out, uh, that's, you know, we'll have a good year. And so every uh, it's typically it's every three to four years we'll have either a correction or a bear. So those three years we make enough money, and then that fourth year we pull back a little bit, and we make money the next three years. And again, we're not taking income out every month, so it doesn't matter about the bad volatility because we know long term we're going to get more good volatility than bad volatility. And we got to have some money. I mean, at the end of life, you've got higher health care costs, possibly long-term care costs. Um, again, inflation eating away at it over the years. We may get some increases in taxes. Uh, and there's a lot of other things, too. Maybe, uh, maybe one of your kids has to move back home because they lost their job or lost their, you know, lost their wife or husband or whatever and need some help. Maybe your parents that are older need some help. I mean, there's so many other things. Or maybe you just want to leave a legacy. And there are also thousands of different portfolio models to choose from to fit your specific need as well. There are some that can be more aggressive if you have a longer time horizon. There can there are some that are strictly muni bond funds. Uh, so that you, it runs the gamut of options, and it really depends on your, on your need. Well, um, and really, Evan, as you know, most of the time we'll have three, four, or five of those buckets. One will be very conservative, 
for those things we not, might need in the next six months to a year because we don't want them to be down 20% when we need the money. Right. Uh, but we want some growth, so maybe 3 to 6%. Then the next one might be for things we want in the next two to five years, so a little more moderate. Um, and then the next one might be for things five to 10 years, so a little bit more toward the aggressive side without really being aggressive, and then maybe a long-term. So as you know, most of our clients have anywhere from three to eight buckets that are in the market. But different styles of management, like you said, some hedge the market, maybe some precious metals that go up when the market goes down, as we just saw in the past mm-hmm. year. And so it's, it's not about just, hey, I'm going to stick all my money in this one big circle and try to do everything I can with it. And, and it's not going to work. It, it doesn't work anymore. And so that's why we divide it up based on need and based on um, uh, how we're going to use it and when we're going to use it. And it may be worth mentioning uh, the difference between active money management and not as well. Exactly. We're not just sticking things and every six months rebalancing. Uh, All of our investments, as you know, Evan, are computer driven. And so if if we see in a nanosecond uh, an algorithm appears that says this is changing, we make the change then. And what's great is we can make 20 changes in a month. No trading costs, no commissions. It's all fee-based. And so uh, if the account gets bigger, we make a little bit more money. You make a whole lot more money. So we're kind of in the same boat together. So, so with just a couple of minutes left, I have one more question for you. Uh, and it's the big one. How does one know how much income they need in retirement? That is a process. Okay, and it's a process probably never ends, to be honest with you. So let's say you come to us and you're three years away from retirement. We'll kind of start with... Um, First of all, what's going to be different? Are you living in a different area or are you going to be working part-time or doing a hobby or whatever? And then we'll kind of start thinking about what are you living on now? Because it's not about what you make. It's what are you living on now? Because you're probably getting your money taken out for 401k and extra health benefits and disability. What are you living on now and what's going to change? Is your house going to be paid off? Is uh, the kid going to be in a college? That gives us our, our, our preliminary income need. Okay, and then as we get closer to retirement, we start tweaking that based on things that happen over the next two or three years. And then at retirement, we've got a pretty solid number, but we still don't really know. Okay, so then we meet three months into retirement and say, okay, what's it like? What's going on? And then maybe another six months later, and we tweak it because these are not set in stone numbers. These are things that we can adjust, and 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 you know, even though we have an income plan, you know, I don't know if you know this, but on computers you can like, delete stuff. So we just delete. Okay, that number's too big. We're going to make it smaller. That number's too small. We're going to make it bigger or whatever to adjust that income plan. And then in five years, we may have to adjust it again because maybe the house did get paid off or maybe there's a greater need. I mean, so it's, it's always adjustable, but you got to have a base point. Okay, so that's, what, that's kind of how we come up with it. Excellent. Well, folks, thank you again for joining us today, for watching or listening. We appreciate it. Retirement Roadmap. Don't forget to check out our website, masterplanretire.com. Again, links to multiple retirement resources. Most importantly, a link to Mark's calendar. Schedule your complimentary consultation today. We would love to see you and get to know you and meet you. Uh, Our phone number is 770-980-9262. Give us a call as well. Um, We can set up a Zoom meeting Come join us in the office, buy you a cup of coffee. 
Uh, Mark, any last uh, last words to uh, to part with? Yeah, so so just so you kind of know how things flow, if you schedule the initial consultation, it is complimentary. We'll talk about your dreams, your goals, your aspirations, your fears, and kind of get a feel for that. And then we'll start collecting a little bit of information from you. You ask me anything you want to ask me. Um, and then, depending on how the meeting goes and at your desire, we'll actually run anywhere from six to ten reports for you to see who you are and where you want to be and what can trip you up. Okay, That will give you an idea of what needs to be worked on. And that's kind of the basis. And both of those appointments are complimentary. And when I share those reports with you, that's also complimentary. You can walk away and say, hey, I got a better idea. I know I've got a problem if taxes go up. I know I've got a problem if my spouse dies. If you want to work with us, though, we'll talk about how that works and solve those problems, too. So schedule an appointment. Otherwise, until we see each other again, remember, plan well and prosper. Take care. This was Retirement Roadmap Radio with Mark Fricks of Master Plan Retirement Consultants. To schedule a complimentary consultation, go to masterplanretire.com or call 770-980-9262. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services offered through Master Plan Retirement Consultants, a registered investment advisor in the state of Georgia. Mark Fricks and Master Plan Retirement Consultants are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.